Why don't we just take a moment and praise Him? Give Him glory and honor for another chance to be in His house. Come on, somebody lift up the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You are worthy, O oh God. You are mighty. You are powerful. Come on, let's praise Him today. Somebody give Him praise like He's been good to you. Give Him praise like He's a good God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Well, that's pretty good if God's never really been good to you. But if God's really been good to you, you really ought to give Him some praise. Hallelujah. Thank You for Your healing power. Thank You for Your miracle-working power. Thank You for Your saving power. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm glad I'm in church today. How many is glad you're in the house of the Lord? Praise God. Praise God. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. It's so good to see everyone that is in God's house. Why don't we give all of our guests a good hand clap today? Amen. So thankful for all of those who are working over at the gym uh, right now, taking care of children and getting up every morning, going and hustling them out and getting them to Sunday school. And also those who are faithful to outreach on Saturday. Thank you very much for your your work and what you're doing for God. We want to remember to pray for Brother Randy, Brother Richard and Brother Greg, their mother passed away. Let's ask the Lord to help them, touch them, and strengthen them. Also, Brother Mike's mother passed away. Her funeral is at Broussard's at 2 o'clock Monday. Visitation starts at 12 o'clock Monday. So remember that. I want to pray for Brother Trey this morning. He's preaching and having some trouble with his voice. So ask the Lord to touch him and help him. Let's remember all of the things that we have going on in October, and uh, they've been going on on the screen, so you get all the dates right. But next Sunday, next Sunday, everybody say next Sunday. Anybody know what next Sunday is? Friends and Family Day. How many has been inviting people to the house of God? Well, come on. That should be 100%. You're going to do better this week? How many is going to invite people this week? Amen. How many is going to invite people to church this week? Praise God. Let's invite someone to the house of God. Bring a friend. Bring a family member. Bring two or three friends. Four or five family members. Brother Larry Booker will be here with us Sunday morning, Sunday night. Our midweek service will be Wednesday night of next week. Now, Monday night of next week. Now, that's not tomorrow. Okay. So y'all remember that I said that. That's next week. So remember that. And uh, so services will be regular scheduled this week, uh, church tonight and Wednesday night. Uh, also, Brother Cavanis will be here with us the following week. Brother Duplessis will be preaching the following week. And Brother Tommy Jackson will be here the last weekend of October. So we're going to have a great time, and uh, God's going to do great things for us. So remember all of that. And all of the other things, the activities that will be happening, the Hudson Bash, the uh, Sunday School Festival, and um, all of those things that will be going on. So remember that. If you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter number 5. Thank you, Brother Dixon, for the lesson this morning. I'm not sure that I want to ride around with Brother Dixon, but but anyway, thank you, Brother Dixon, for the word today. And uh, the devil's always laying a trap, and you're always going to be tested and tried. And um, it's it's uh, you have to keep that old man buried pretty pretty deep. And uh, so so when you're riding a bicycle on the side of the road, you suffer from a lot of road rage. And um, rednecks don't like cyclists too much and uh, they like to do evil things to you sometimes and and um, what keeps you in check is i can't catch them so 
that keeps me pretty pretty straight. <laughs> so, anyway, Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 13. The Bible says, Therefore, my people are gone into captivity, because they have no knowledge, and their honorable men are famished, and their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. And their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. The Bible says in verse number 14, Therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth Without measure. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's reach up to the Lord. Let your voices be heard unto God. Let's ask God for His help and His touch this morning. God, I pray, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray, Savior, for Your touch. I pray for Your help. I pray for Your anointing today. I pray that You would anoint the ears, the hearts, the souls, the minds of Your people. God, touch us in this house today. In the precious name of Jesus. Come on, let's reach out to the Lord. In the precious name of Jesus. Help us. Help us today, Holy Ghost. Help us today, Holy Ghost. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Clap your hands like you really mean it unto the Lord today. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to you from a, a subject today that's not a real popular subject. It's not one that I talk about very often. And um, lots of times we shy away from this subject, but I believe that every once in a while we need to be reminded. And uh, I want to preach for the next few moments from this subject, there is a hell. There is a hell. The Bible, the Bible has described to us what hell would be like. Uh, the, the word here in the Hebrew just simply means Hades. It means a world of dead. It means that it's including its accessories and its inmates. It means the grave simply means hell. It means the pit. And so we will come back to that word shortly, the pit. It also describes hell as being an underworld. It describes it as a grave. It describes it as hell, as a pit. The underworld, the Old Testament destination for the abode of the dead. The place of no return without praise of God. The wicked are sent there for punishment. Righteousness has abandoned it. It is a place of exile. Extreme, a place of extreme sin. The Bible tells us that hell has enlarged itself. Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself, as a scripture that we was reading for our text, and opened her mouth without measure. Since so many people are going to hell, that should be going to heaven. It will not physically enlarge itself. But its dimensions are, there is no way to describe or measure. It is everlasting. It is extending beyond measurements. Hell is already measureless. But what the Word of God is simply stating is that the mouth of hell has opened its mouth wide to accept the multitudes of people 
that are going there. The multitudes of people that are going there because they would not obey God and would not follow after God and did not like to retain God even in their knowledge. To hear people talk and preach of hell is to hear preaching about hell is something that is just about extinct. Because personally, I don't like to discuss it. I know that you don't like to hear it. We would much prefer to hear about heaven and the enjoyments there. Can I get a witness? But we need to understand that as sure as there is a heaven, there is a hell. One reason why people do not preach about it is they don't think that anyone goes there. That all you have to do to get to heaven is simply die. That no one dies what we would say lost and without hope. Headed for an eternity of destruction. But I hate to burst your bubble today. But in reality, all of us sitting under the sound of my voice has loved ones and friends that have died and they are spending their eternity in hell. I know that's something that we do not like to listen to, we do not like to think about, but thinking about the magnitude and the torture of hell will help us make up in our mind that we do not want to go there. Hell has simply enlarged itself. And if hell has enlarged itself, the Word of God tells us this in our reading for our text, If hell has enlarged itself, the mouth of hell has grown to accept the multitudes of people. It must be of certain that there are people that are still dying and going to hell. The Bible does not indicate anywhere that I have found that heaven has enlarged itself. The Bible tells us without a shadow of a doubt that straight is the way. Amen. There is a narrow gate that is leading to heaven. Few, the Bible said, everybody say few. Few there be that find it. But what does it say on the contrary to hell? Broad, wide. There's multitudes upon multitudes that are finding their way into an everlasting place of torment. Fifty-four times in the Word of God, the Bible mentions hell. And it talks about hell. And we have found in the Hebrew that even dealing with hell is the word called pit. And that's not including the times that it's used the term pit to describe hell. So 54 times in the Word of God it is mentioned that lets us know without a shadow of a doubt that there is a place called hell. That there is a place where people will spend eternity that is called hell. The Word of God, on the other hand, mentions heaven in the Bible 582 times. So this lets me know that God wants us to go to heaven. I've heard people say that God would not send anybody to hell because He's a holy, forgiving, and righteous, and caring God. That is so true because hell was never even created for mankind. The Bible tells us Jesus speaking to us in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41. Then shall He say also unto them on the left hand, 
Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So people are going headlong into a place that was never, ever created for them. It was not created for you, and it was not created for me. But the Bible tells us that it was prepared for the devil and his angels. So the Bible tells us 582 times of where we can go as an alternative. And the Bible plainly describes that Jesus told his disciples that I go to prepare a place for you. Not for the devil, not for the angels of heaven, but he said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, ye may be also. That is the place that was created for mankind. But because of man's sin, because of man's stubbornness, because of man's failure to repent, because of man's desire to continue to sin and walk in sin and not follow the plan of salvation. There will be many people, many, many, many people that will find themselves spending eternity in a place called hell. I want to talk to you today about the misconception of hell. What is hell going to be like? Number one, hell is not a big party with all of your friends that you will meet and have a good time. There's many misunderstandings about hell. There has been songs written about hell. There has been songs that describe hell as a party atmosphere. I'm reminded of a song that was sung by ACDC that says like this, Living easy, living free, season tickets on a one-way ride, asking nothing, leave me be, taking everything in my stride. Don't need reason, don't need rhyme. Ain't nobody I would rather do. Ain't nothing I would rather do. Going down party times. All my friends are going to be there too. The Course says, I am on the highway to hell. I'm on the highway to hell. I'm on the highway to hell. No stop signs. No speed limits. Nobody's going to slow me down. Like a wheel, I'm going to spin it. Nobody's going to mess me around. Hey, Satan, I paid my dues pay it playing in a rocking band. Hey, Mama, look at me. I'm on my way to the promised land. I'm on the highway to hell. I'm on the highway to hell. Don't stop me. I'm on the highway to hell. I come today to describe to you a much different picture than the picture that the rock and roll band ACDC has described. It is not a party atmosphere. There's not going to be a bunch of friends welcoming you at the mouth and at the gates of hell. It's not a place where you would go and write songs and laugh about being on the highway to hell. It's not going to be an enjoyable place. It's not going to be, it's not going to end according to how bad a sinner is. A good sinner and a bad sinner is going to spend the same length of time in that place. How long is eternity? Have you ever thought, stopped to take a moment to think about how long eternity is? I've often stopped 
and I thought, and I said, surely there must be an end to everything. But the Bible describes it as an eternity without end. So the things that the world would paint the picture of hell being. You say, why are you preaching about that today, Brother Looper? I'm preaching about it today because you need to know. Because you need to understand. Every saint of God needs to get a realization that if I don't live right, if I don't dedicate my life to God, if I don't live for God, if I don't serve God, if I'm not faithful to God, I'm not going to stumble or stagger into heaven. But there is another place that I will spend eternity. It's not a party atmosphere. Many songs have been written since. I know that's one that comes to mind. But even now, even more evil songs depicting and describing what the devil is going to be like. We're coming up on Halloween. That's the devil's night. Anyone that dresses their children up like that needs to have their head examined. We're not goblins, we're not ghosts, we're not witches. Well, praise God. That's not a holy day. That's not a close to being holy day. That's an evil day. Amen. If you have a problem with that, go back and study the origin of it. Trick or treating. Go back and look at that. Look at what it stands for. Look at what it means. Take them to Walmart, buy them all the candy they can. But we don't trick or treat. Amen. Amen. You've got to teach your children that ghosts and goblins and witches are not our friends. Praise God. They're evil. They always need to be described as evil. They are the villains. They are not our friends. They are not ones that we cozy up to. There's not one, they're not ones that we hold on to, but it's the ones that's out to destroy the good. Amen. And we need to stay true to that. There is nothing about hell that's going to be entertaining. Let me tell you and talk to you about some things that will be in hell. There is an everlasting fire that will be in hell. How many has ever been burned before? You ever burned yourself? It does not feel very good. I've never burned myself bad, but I've had burns. I know that I don't want to spend eternity Burning. There is outer darkness. How many likes darkness? I don't like darkness. Amen. I don't want to be in a dark room. I don't want to be a dark house. I don't want to be in a dark church. If you catch me in here praying at night by myself with the lights off, something is wrong with me. Come get me. Not me. I'll be in here. I'll have all the lights on. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. I believe in the light. Amen. There will be outer darkness. There will be weeping. There will be screaming. There will be gnashing of teeth. That they're ripping the flesh off of one another. That they're biting and devouring one another. That they're trying to destroy one another without Without success, no matter how bad your body is defigured, no matter how bad the flesh is dripping off of your skeleton, no matter how hot the flames are, you will never die. You will be totally away from anything about worshiping God. This is one that is that the Bible describes, I believe, that will be so devastating. The memories of what could 
have been. Remembering in hell what could have been. Remembering that it was not created for you. It was not made for you. It was not there for you. But you can see over a great gulf that is fixed. And I believe that you'll be able, just like the rich man that lifted up his eyes, being in torment, he saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. You can see people that you went to church with. You can see people that invited you to the altar. You can see people glorifying and magnifying God. No, they can't see you. No, they won't remember you. But you will remember every day that you had an opportunity to worship God and to live for God and refuse. That's what hell will be like. The memories, loved ones that are there, and you are totally separated. There would not be any good time buddies or good time friends. Everybody will hate everybody. Because that's what the devil is all about. You will hate the person next to you because they could have helped you escape this place. They will hate you because they will say you could have helped them escape this place. How many has ever smelt burning flesh? Burning hair? The stench. Can you imagine millions on millions of bodies that are burning Rolling in the lake of fire. The smell that will continue to fill your nostrils. Oh, you say you're not going to smell. You're going to feel pain. You're going to smell. You're going to see. You're going to have emotions. Because the Bible said the fire is not quenched. And the worm dieth not for eternity. If I could just drive this home to you today, it's not a matter of six months of torture. It's not a matter, well, I was a good sinner, I'm going to completely die, and everything will be over in 30 days. No, no, no. It's for eternity. Every evil person. Think about some evil people that you have read about. Think about some murderers that you have read stories about. Think about Jeffrey Dahmer that killed people and ate their bodies. He's going to be there with you. Think about the rapists. Think about those mass serial killers. Think about Jack the Ripper. You want to spend the night close to someone like that? You will in hell. Because they're going to be there. That's what hell is going to be full of. That's what hell is going to be crammed, packed full of. Is murderers, that rapists, baby killers. Those who do not like to even retain God in their knowledge. They're going to be there. That's who you're going to be in hell with if you find yourself there. Anybody want to invite a Ted Bundy into your home? I don't think so. But hell is full of people such as that. We have one recorded message from hell. The Bible tells us this story. And people that like to say that it's not a literal place, they are totally mistaken because the Bible describes this as being a literal place for verses 19 through 31. It gives us a story. In Luke chapter 16, it tells us a story We know Lazarus' name, but all we have to go by for the other star of the story is the rich man. 
The Bible said, Jesus said, there was, look at verse number 19 in the 16th chapter of the book of Luke, for everyone that believes there is no hell, there was a certain rich man. I know that Jesus spoke in parables. He taught in parables. But when it come to telling this story, He said there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But the problem was not that he was clothed and well fed and had a good life. The problem was he did not want anything to do with God. The Bible said the rich man died. Lazarus died. Lazarus was carried away by the angels. But the rich man opened up his eyes in a totally different place. It didn't matter that he had given to good causes. It didn't matter that he had attended the synagogues. It did not matter of all the good things that he had done in life. What mattered was that he did not commit and sell his life out to God. He wakes up and finds himself in a place of torment. Does anybody know the message that came from that rich man? His message that He would give us from the pits of hell today is, Don't come to where I'm at. Send somebody to tell everybody, whatever you do, don't make your bed in hell. I come to tell you today that there is a place called hell. It's not a figment of people's imagination. It's not something that Hollywood has concocted. It's not a friendly place at all. But it is an evil place. It is a painful place. It is a dreadful place. My message is to you today. Don't Go to hell. You hear me, young people? Don't go to hell. You hear me, young boys? Don't go to hell. You hear me, young people? Don't go to hell. You hear me, elders? Don't go to hell. It's an awful place to spend eternity. He said, could you please send back Lazarus? The man that he would not have anything to do with the man that he would prefer him not to be at his house the man that was covered in sores he said could that man just dip that nasty finger in a in just a just a cup of water and let him just touch my tongue because I am tormented in these flames. A man that he would not speak to. A man that he would not touch. I want to tell you the torment of hell will cause you to do unimaginable things. Ripping the flesh off of your own body because you are in pain and agony. But I come to tell you today don't go. And I come to remind you, you don't have to go. There is a God Amen. That is in the house today that you can say, hey God, I want you. I want to live for you. I want to be what you want me to be. Let's worship the Lord together. It's not a place for you. It's, it's unhuman. But don't ever forget, it's a real place. You know, it does not scare people too much anymore. Because we are so accustomed to our eyes of seeing all the gruesome things that has filtered through our world. How they have painted a picture of excitement, enthusiasm, 
Boy, what a party. Boy, what a great time. Oh, man, can you imagine the night of the walking dead? I don't want to be around the walking dead. Amen. When we are resurrected, I'm not staying here walking around with the walking dead. I'm going to forever be with my Lord and my Savior. Stay here if you want to. I'm not going to hell. You need to make up in your mind today. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. Would you send him? No, I can't do it. Why? Because there is a great gulf that is fixed. There's a gulf that is put there. That's a divider between you and God. You and heaven. You and your loved ones. And you're watching them through eternity while you are tormented in the licking flames of hell. Amen. Make up your mind today. God, whatever I've got to do. God, whatever I need to do. Whatever I need to get right. The dedications that I need to make. God, I don't want to go to hell. I've heard people say, well, maybe someone that's without God, well, they died. They were in pain. No more pain. Oh, no. The pain has just begun. If we could get a vision, if we could get understanding, church, amen, there's no way that we could rest without praying for our lost loved ones and realizing if something takes them away and they lose their life, if breath is taken from their body, there is no hope. I want to tell you, we need to pray like we've never prayed. We need to have a burden like we've never had a burden before. We need to work harder than we've ever worked because people are finding themselves in a terrible place called hell. Jesus said, if your eye offends you, this is the way He described it. Could you imagine taking your finger and running behind your eyeball the pain the agony, and pulling it out and throwing it on the ground. Jesus said, if your eye offends you, it's better that you would pluck it out. If your arm offends you, it's better that you would take a chainsaw and cut it off. How painful would that be? Oh, that's crazy. That's overboard. That's what Jesus said about going to hell. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Whatever you do, I've come to go to Calvary. Don't go. I've come to shed my blood where you don't have to go. Don't go. I've come to resurrect to the newness of life. Don't go to hell. You could send Lazarus back. And this is the place that we're at today. And I'm just about closing right now. Well, I am closing. Just about done. If you could send Lazarus back, he could warn my brothers. He said, no. They have Moses and they have the prophets. He said, but if one came from the dead, they would believe him. He said, no. If they won't believe Moses and the prophets, they wouldn't believe one, even though he rose from the dead. Would you believe somebody? I wonder how it would get our attention if someone walked in here today that escaped the pits of hell. We could smell the smell. We could see the dripping flesh. How would that make us feel? We're not going to experience that. 
But we do have a message in the Bible that's told by Jesus Christ that a man screaming with the top of his voice saying, Don't come to where I'm at. Don't come. Whatever you do, cut off your arm, cut off your leg, pull out your eye, whatever you do, don't go to hell. Whatever you do, don't go to hell. Whatever you do, listen at me, saint of God, whatever you do, don't get discouraged and think that's an easy way out. Whatever you do, don't quit living for God. One moment's time we step into eternity. How many people get killed between here and Port Arthur a week? How many people get killed in this community in car accidents a week? Every week someone steps out into eternity. You can't quit living for God. You can't quit praying. You can't quit being faithful to the house of God. Amen. You can't stop. You can't stop. Because if you stop and you die, You're going to die lost and go to hell. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. Make up your mind. Make up your mind, young person. Young man, there's no girl that's worth it. Young ladies, there's no boy that's worth it. There's nothing in the world. There's no popularity that's worth it. Don't go to hell. Is any video game worth it? Is any website worth it? Is any movie worth it? Is anything you could accomplish in life worth it? It's a real place. Amen. It's a real place. It's a real place. It's a real place. Don't go. These altars is open today. Don't go. Don't go to hell. Don't go to hell. You've got friends that's there. You've got loved ones that's there that scream in your name. Don't go to hell. Don't come here. Whatever you do, don't come here. Whatever you do, don't come here. Oh, it's terrible here. Oh, it's miserable here. I can't feel God here. I'm burning in eternal flames here. I'm thirsty here. My flesh is dripping off of my skeleton here. Don't come where I'm at, but go to the altar. Whatever you do, get right with God. Whatever you do, commit your life to God. It's a real place. The great news is you don't have to go. You don't have to go. You don't have to go. Somebody ought to pray this morning. Somebody ought to lift up your voice this morning. Somebody ought to get serious with God right now. Somebody ought to get serious with God right now. Somebody ought to make a new commitment to God right now. It's enlarged itself. It's looking for you. It's reaching for me. The flames of hell is licking out the the mouth of hell. Trying to get me. It's trying to get you. But make up in your mind, church. Make up in your mind, saint of God. Make up in your mind, backslider. Make up in your mind, cold and indifferent. Make up in your mind, you that don't have the Holy Ghost. Make up in your mind that I am not going. So much easier to say tomorrow. You may not have tomorrow. You may not have next week. You may not have tonight. But we've got right now. We've got right now. We've got right now. Come on, make some new commitments to God. 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 Get serious with God today. 
I'm not playing games anymore. I'm not playing games anymore.
tomorrow I'll give my life tomorrow I thought about today Oh, but it's so much easier to say Tomorrow, who promised you tomorrow Better choose the Lord today For tomorrow, very well might be too late Oh, tomorrow, I'll give my life tomorrow I thought about today Oh, but it's so much easier to say Tomorrow, I'll give my life tomorrow I thought about today, but tomorrow very well might be too late. Tomorrow I'll give my life tomorrow. I thought about today, but so much easier to say tomorrow. Who promised you tomorrow Better choose the Lord today For tomorrow very well might be too late Jesus said, here I stand Won't you please let me in And you said, I will tomorrow Jesus said who supplies all your needs And you said, I know But tomorrow, oh, tomorrow I'll give my life tomorrow I've thought about today Oh, but it's so much easier to say Tomorrow I'll promise Tomorrow, better choose the Lord today, for tomorrow very well might be too late. Tomorrow, I'll give my life tomorrow. 